Welcome to the Journey of Strength podcast, the podcast for men that is going to teach you how to become stronger physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm your host, Jacob Weatherly. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode. We've got another guest episode today. This is one I've been looking forward to uh, for a while now. Uh, this is another amazing human being that I've been doing some coaching alongside over the last 12 months. Jeez, that's gone quick. Holy shit. Um, and yeah, it's been really interesting to see Georgia. Obviously, the guest today is Georgia Simicek. Um, Should leave with that. Uh, it's been really interesting to uh, sit on the outside and see George's journey over the past 12 months and although this podcast is uh, aimed at men like that's a majority of my audience I thought it'd be a really good idea to get Georgia on here because and you'll soon you'll soon hear from Georgia about her journey over the last 12 months and how much that actually does relate to a lot of my listeners here so yeah welcome Georgia thank you thank you for having me I'm super excited to be on yeah, cool. Me too. Me too. So, I guess like give us a give us a rundown of who you are. Who is Georgia, and what do you do? Mm-hmm. I know that's a very loaded question to start with, but yeah, yeah, who are you, and what do you do? Yeah, it's been something that's been rapidly changing and rapidly evolving. So I feel like Georgia just changes all the fucking time in the most beautiful way. But I am a health and mindset coach for women, so. Yeah, health and mindset coach really doesn't do it justice. It's so much deeper than that as well. It's really a lot of women come to me for their relationship with themselves, their relationship with food, but it's never around the relationship with food or their body. It's always so much deeper than that. So it's always diving into those parts of them that are really fucking uncomfortable, parts of them they don't even see, bringing awareness out in them and being able to release those heavy heavy parts, heavy emotions, shadows, et cetera, so they can, yeah, just truly be free and truly unlock their full potential. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. Mm. And I suppose like what I really wanted to dive into and what we are sort of just talking about before we jumped on was, yeah, your your journey over the last 12 months because, I mean, it's been a fucking journey, right? Like, mm. holy shit, there's been – I mean, I've – I remember sitting on calls and just like watching you just bowl your eyes out and then mm-hmm. like just seeing it's like the most beautiful thing. And then um, I actually didn't get to witness your bratty stage, but I heard a lot about it. So like it would be cool to just like, mm-hmm. yeah, get get a really good, I suppose, yeah, rundown and of, yeah, the last 12 months for you and a bit of your story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's cool being on this podcast because a lot of my – growth and a lot of my fears and pain and everything has come from men like it's just been my journey has been so heavily around men weirdly Mm -hmm. for the past like especially like four months so I was in a relationship for about like three and a half years and yeah like it was a beautiful comfortable relationship working with Tom I always being around like you Jake and Tom and Steve and Jason and everyone in that leaders group and everyone in that transformers group was like the standard of men was so fucking high 
And the way you would see me, but see like all the women in the group and all the men in the group was just something I'd never experienced before. So it was really confronting, like having a partner that was so different, like to you guys was so different to the standard. And that really, that really played on me for so long. And I tried to change him for so long and tried to kind of get him to be something he wasn't, which Mm. really, yeah, really affected the relationship. Like all in all, looking back on it, I just like truly wasn't happy and you would like know that you would have seen that, but I was always trying to work on me in order to work on the relationship, always making it a me problem, always doing whatever I could. And it just got to a point where I was like, fuck, like I'm just so unhappy and I just have to like honor the fuck out of myself and leave this relationship. And that was the most gut-wrenching, painful thing I have ever discovered. (laughs) Like we were on a call, on a leader's call with Tom Clark and had the massive awareness that, yeah, I wasn't happy in the relationship and I like had to leave if I wanted to be fully happy and be fully aligned. And yeah, that was just the most painful realization. Like (laughs) you could all see it. It was just like, Oh, it opened up a can of fucking worms and it was probably like a week I went before I actually actioned it and that was like the hardest week of my life just knowing like something was off I was out of alignment and just (laughs) knowing I had to do something about it but since that ended it's been such a beautiful beautiful blossoming (laughs) of Georgia I feel like I've just truly like come home to myself and really found who I am and a big part of my journey has been like healing the masculine because I've just had so so many wounds around men and around the masculine in general like masculine being like discipline and men as Mm. well which came from my dad and that's something I thought I'd dealt with but it was like a wake-up call throughout that whole journey like yeah I got shit to deal with and I have to deal with this. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep attracting in the same life, the same men, which you would be very familiar yeah. with. <laughs> yeah, 100%. We've spoken about on previous episodes about how, you know, for those that haven't heard maybe that episode just yet, like I went through a stage where I dated like, I dated basically the same woman, like the same personality, the same traits three times in a row, just in a mm. different physical body. So three different women but they're all exactly the same and it was exactly like what you were saying just then like I didn't I didn't look inwards to myself and see that it was my responsibility to make changes within myself and like you said Mm. like come home to yourself and just like recognize the uh like I'm I feel I'm feeling called to say like destructive habits and like destructive uh, Mm. traits that I sort of portrayed and it might be different for you right like but then because I didn't work on those I was just like yeah I'm fine like they're a bitch so like I broke up with them and then like I'll get with the next one and I'm just like wow I'm like she's a bitch too I'm like women suck and then like the next one it just heightened all of it right yeah a lot of men get like this and they don't realize and like I got to the third one and I was just like women are fucked in like women are fucked in the head women are Mm. crazy they're all bitches they're all out to get me like they're all out to fuck me over like just 
crazy rock solid belief systems created just from all that. And then when I realized that, I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Like, yeah. I just like remember just like sitting there and being like, oh shit. And like, with Tom's like guidance as well, he's like, yeah, like you're living in a very, you live in a very masculine world. Like, you're trying to play the masculine game in a feminine competition. And I'm like, oh, mm. right. So, like, yeah. and then, you know, everyone knows the story. I started doing, like, started actually loving myself and taking care of myself and, mm. and really holding space for myself and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, Grace, who's now my wife and uh, mother of our child mm. yeah and she just showed the up most and, beautiful feminine embodied yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. um i want to circle back a little bit because there was obviously a lot there and uh, yeah. thank you so much for just like unpacking that like, i appreciate it mm. you said that um i feel like a lot of men can resonate with this as well like getting comfortable in relationships like mm. and yeah it's really interesting to hear that and I feel like everyone has got comfortable in their relationship at some point like mm-hmm. even with Grace and I there's been points where we've got like just yeah. really comfortable we let things slip and then we're just like hang on a fucking second like this is this isn't how this is playing out like we mm-hmm. need to change this so like yeah how did you I suppose like how did you know that you were getting so comfortable like what sort of things were showing up because I think that would really shine a light on people listening to this to make them maybe realize that they're getting too comfortable in their relationship. Mm, Yeah, it was really like a lot of withdrawing. Like a lot of things would happen and a lot of things didn't feel good, but there wasn't open communication about it and it wasn't dived into and it wasn't worked on. It was kind of just like brushed to the side and then it was just unconsciously resenting each other and I used to be a very withdrawn human who couldn't feel any emotions I was just very like monotone just all of it so back then that's what I attracted in as well so my partner at the time he was very withdrawn and he didn't feel comfortable opening up in a lot of ways so it was like we were just these two brick walls (laughs) trying to we're not even trying we're just like these two brick walls just going about our days like doing our days and seeing each other for dinner like going to bed waking up and just in such a routine and there was no depth there was no emotional depth to it like sure there was love there and sure there was communication there but not not to any depth that I'm now experiencing Mm, yeah how did you know, like at what point did you know that you were craving, you know, that that greater depth of connection, that greater depth of, yeah, love and, and all those mm. things? Yeah, it was when I started really starting to love myself and see myself deeper and I just knew there was so much more and that wasn't being, yeah, that wasn't happening in our relationship and it was just very obviously on my end I knew that there was like this lack of communication this lack of depth and I didn't want to voice it really either like I didn't want to be fully open and I didn't want to be fully vulnerable because if I did that meant there was a problem and that meant there had to be something to deal with and that meant 
that something had to be done about it. And I think I knew like deep, deep down that this was like just not for me, like this relationship wasn't going to last, but I didn't want that to come to the surface. Mm, Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, cool. And you mentioned like you resented each other and sort of like brushed things to the side, like Mm. explain that. Yeah, can you explain that in like a little bit more detail? Like what did that look like? Mm. It just, it's like getting on each other's nerves, but like we would just do the smallest thing and it would just be like we'd instantly get on each other's nerves because there was so much deeper resentment that we hadn't communicated through. Like communication was just such a big thing. If something would happen or we felt a certain way or I don't know, one of us were just having a bad day, like we wouldn't be able to fully, fully go there. And it just created so much like unknown. It was just so surface level. So when things came up, it was just like everything kept bubbling and bubbling to the surface and like a little thing would happen and it would just like, it would trigger everything Mm. that we like didn't actually consciously know was there. But a big part of it as well was just like the imbalance of feminine and masculine because going into that relationship, starting that relationship, I was very, very masculine, like had this big guarded wall up, like I said, with the emotions. So that really set the tone of the relationship. And I would always, there's like always this thing about me, like running my business, being a breadwinner, like I kind of put that on a pedestal and I was always going where he was very like you know working part-time like chilling out so I took over that role and I would like pay for things do things organize things and he was just like going along for the ride so that that really fucking imbalanced things Mm, yeah mm. and like just to like for, for those listening too like if you're in a relationship and the the female is like making more money than the male yeah like that's a that's a very masculine role right like like you said like being the breadwinner and you're paying for things and everything like that that doesn't mean because i've had so many conversations with blokes about this right like that doesn't mean that doesn't make you less of a man that doesn't make you less of a man that doesn't make you not important in the relationship it's is it's if you like if uh let's say for example like you were making the you know you were bringing in a majority of the income and then your partner was doing absolutely fuck all Mm. like that creates a huge huge imbalance and Mm -hmm. like there's been times like obviously uh you know business ebbs and flows right there's been times where grace has made more money than me Mm. and then there's been times where i've made more money than her and like Mm. the roles the roles shift and like the balance sort of you know like um what are those little fucking things at the playground that like teeter like this? Like a seesaw. Seesaw? Seesaw. Is that it? Yeah, <laughs> seesaw. So like the the role of the masculine and the role of the feminine can seesaw between you and like that's how mm. it should be, right? Like it should flow between you depending on like what's happening in the relationship. And like I know that when – if there is a time where Grace is making more money than me and she's in that masculine role in terms of money – Mm. then yeah I take more of a feminine role in that respect but that doesn't mean that Mm. I can't step into a masculine role in other areas Mm. so taking control of dinner you know cooking Mm -hmm. dinner being like babe I got dinner like Mm -hmm. I'm cooking tonight I'm cooking tomorrow night or um babe I'm doing the washing the whole week I'm doing the dishes I'm cleaning up 
like I'm doing this stuff, like cars got fuel on it, it's good to go, like Luna's dressed today, like you're sweet to go. Like mm. I can take that role in other areas. And mm. I feel like that's that's so important for men to hear because it can get to a point where and I know I've been in this as well. So like this is uh this is like some hand up honesty right now where like I've been in a relationship like with Grace where she's made more money than me at a certain point in time and then I'm just like oh well guess I'm not good enough because I'm not making money and then you just I, I just remember like I would just like get so lazy and like I would just she would almost become my mum yeah, like, that's yeah. just like the most disgusting like dynamic. Yeah. And it's just like as soon as I noticed it, I was like, ugh, fuck, mm-hmm. ugh. Like, yeah. stuff that. So, yeah, sex life. Yeah, no shit though. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. like, that's, that's a whole different topic, right? Like, yeah. and yeah, fuck it. Let's go there. Like, it's because yeah. if the, and like, for guys listening to this too. And it would be great to get your perspective on this too. Like mm. there, like I said, there's been times where Grace has taken over that masculine role. And then I sort of, yeah, got in that space of like, oh, well, now I feel shit. Like I'm not making more, like she's making more money than me. That mm. means she's more powerful than me. That means that she is more of a man than me. And then mm. I'm like, well, I don't want to have sex with another man. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, oh, like, it's kind of like just like go back into my shell and like slither mm-hmm. away kind of thing and just like it's it, it creates like a creates like a divide between you right and yeah like the like the the pure feminine they want to be like they want to be controlled right they want mm. they want that masculine presence like they want to be like they want to be seduced and everything like that but if that yeah. if if they're in their masculine and you're in your feminine you become the one that's you become the one that wants to be like controlled mm-hmm. and seduced and it's just, it feels icky to you. Mm. Yeah. And it's a big, like, it's never about money. It's the control of it and the role you take. And for so yeah. long having that role, I found I was like emasculating him out of his masculine and I was pushing myself into the masculine. So yeah, mm. like sex life for so long was just fucked. Like, there's nothing sexier than a man just like taking full control and like, yeah, the feminine does want to be like controlled in a healthy way, seduced, led. Mm. And when that's out of whack, like it just, it feels so, so wrong. Like both of you are just Mm. fully out of your power and you're not in your energy. So you're not like in your sexual divine energy as well. Mm. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's just like, it gets awkward. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like, awkward and like I mean for lack of a better word bumpy but like not in like a good way it's just like mm. it's like just fucking like so strange yeah I mm-hmm. 100% hear where you're coming from mm. and like that would be good to something else that I wanted to get into as well and to get yeah your uh your views on and everything because like you said like you were deep in your like you were deep in your masculine and mm. then you've obviously done a lot of work now to step right into that feminine. So like, you know, you've gone, I feel like the pendulum has swung extreme one way and then extreme the other way. And you talked Mm -hmm. about balance earlier, like how are you balancing that out now? Yeah. So going from that hard masculine, like everything we just talked about, and then I had the awareness and I was like, fuck, like I'm so hard in my masculine. I did everything I could to swing into my feminine. 
And I was like, I just need to be so hard in my feminine, which will just allow my partner to be in his masculine. And I was just like, so off with the fairies. Like there was a phase there. It was beautiful for a bit, but I was so in my feminine that I had no masculine, like no masculine structure. And the masculine is what is is the structure, is what guides the feminine, creates that safety for the feminine. So without that, I was just like, fuck, I didn't do work for so long. I didn't do anything for so long. I was just full wanting to receive everything and never giving. And then that was a wake up call in itself. But it's because I was resisting the masculine so fucking hard. Like I just had such an unhealthy relationship with the masculine. I remember even talking to you and throughout leaders, we had to like make three goals for the week. And I was like, Ugh, like, no, way, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. And I just never did anything. So that was a wake up call. And ever since then, it's been, yeah, it's been heavily healing that masculine. and. Honestly, for me, having like being single now, you just naturally, you naturally speak to more men, right? Like you just have that freedom to, and it's, it's been the most healing thing for me. Just like being able to speak to men on such a deep fucking level and connect on such a deep fucking level, whether it's like romantic or not, just the energy that you can create, like feminine and masculine having that connection is just the most beautiful thing in the world so I mean a lot of that was like healing around my dad I went through like a journey Mm. the other weekend where I just was like screaming crying convulsing like releasing so much energy just from not feeling love and seen by my dad and it's like as soon as that was gone and I remember like after that having a conversation with my dad and like just looking him in the eyes, looking him into the soul, like into his soul. And I was like, fuck, I've never seen you before. That was like the first time I actually yeah. saw him. And that was just so beautiful in itself. And that's just shaped how I've shown up around men. Like at the moment, I'm just so obsessed with men in such a <laughs> just neutral way because it's like, mm-hmm. wow, I've actually never seen how truly fucking beautiful men are. I've always thought men always have to have an agenda. It always has to be physical with men. There's always something that's going to come out of it. You can't just connect. And this is the first time I've been like, holy fuck, like men don't just want that. Like men are so much more than that. And seeing that has just, it's healed my masculine in ways of like discipline, work, structure, not just around men as well. Mm, yeah Mm. I love that I think you summed that up so well and it's so good hearing that and especially like from my side as well like I've definitely been in the space of like yeah women are only good for one thing and like Mm. uh, trying to just get as many women like in my pants as possible and like Mm. all of that and just like just it, it it's just disgusting. Like I look back on that time and I'm like, yeah, like I'm not proud of that, but I'll happily talk about it because I've Mm. learned now that there's, it's my responsibility. It had nothing to do with any of the women. Absolutely zero. It had everything to do with me. And Mm. that's the point I want to make, right? Like women are going to have those kind of thoughts as well. Like you just said, like, Oh, men only want stuff that's physical and Mm -hmm. this and that and that kind of thing. Like from a man's side, like, 
we have to realize that like we have to realize that women mm. you know they're not crazy that's just coming from an unhealed part of ourselves like mm. and maybe no no no. maybe you've only experienced women that you triggered and then that's what you believe is crazy because you triggered a part of them and they didn't know how to handle that trigger so then they like they reacted back at you and then it just created this like zap of like disgustingness between you and then mm. all of a sudden your your perspective of men or your perspective of women has just been clouded or whatever mm-hmm. the hell so like especially from like a male side of uh side of things like if you are a single not even if you're a single male if you're a male who's got a girlfriend single married whatever like it's super important to realize that your partner has probably got some shit going on as well Mm. so don't put your shit onto them Mm. yeah but it's also just realizing that it's such a two-way street like there's wounds on Mm. both sides like from my perspective I would always blame it on men I was just like men are fucked but thinking from my perspective like you know even a few months ago I would be like oh I can't talk to a man without you know it having to be physical or having to be romantic and that was my thought process as well like I was just so in the physical and that's like what I was craving and I was just like craving that validation from men just even craving like compliments unconsciously like that would make me feel so fucking good like having attention even if I didn't entertain it that made me feel fucking good and just realizing that and being like hold up like I need to take a step back I need to work on my shit and make myself completely whole so I don't need any of that and it's like Mm. I just have such a big unattachment to any outcome at the moment it's like if someone was to compliment me give me validation or not it's like I just don't fucking care because I'm fully in my power Mm, and that's how it should be Mm. yeah 100% like when you're that what is it sure of yourself yeah in your power like you're so certain you're so certain right Mm. and it's like someone could compliment you and someone could put you down and it's just yeah. Mm. Okay. Cheers. No. Cheers. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> thanks. Bye. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye. Um, yeah. yeah. I love the, um, well, what I'm going to sort of lean into next is it's a question that comes up a lot, especially with like the, some guys that I've coached, like they remain friends with their, their ex. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I have my, views on this kind of thing which i'll definitely like express but i'd love to get your view on things especially going through that um you know going through the breakup and and you know what you've experienced in relationships like it'd be cool to get your perspective on it so like Mm. yeah can can women remain friends with their with their exes like what's your view yes to an extent it like there's so many factors for me before this past relationship breakups were so toxic it was like if I broke up with someone it would be like fuck you I'm never talking to you again block you on all socials and like delete blocks yeah yeah (laughs) this this breakup was very very different like we both just fully understood each other and saw each other and I just like still think he's such a beautiful human and he thinks the same of me so it's like we still connect like every now and then, but I 
don't believe it's healthy to be friends with like an attachment to being friends, especially, yeah, it depends on the situation you're in, like just being single and just absolutely chilling. Like, I don't know, it doesn't really, I love having that connection and I love, you know, being able to know what he's doing, being able for him to know what I'm doing and just being open because we've just shared such a great connection. But for me, I don't have any attachment to it. If it was like an attachment and you wanted more out of it or you're like craving more or you're craving that validation, attention, love or trying to seek closure through it, that's when it becomes really unhealthy. But yeah, things just feel really sealed and really different. So this is actually something I've never experienced before. And I, yeah, I love having that open communication because it's so, it's so healing as well. Mm. Yeah, mm. cool. I love that. And like, it's, it's interesting you said closure. Like that's, I feel so important for both sides, both for men and women, right? Like mm. if you, if you do go through a breakup, like, you need to be clear on, like, clear on, yeah, what the boundaries are, right? Like, yeah. if we're, like, if we're going through this, for example, like, does that mean that, yeah, well, there's, like, one way to go about it where you just never talk to them again, you know, mm-hmm. delete, block, like, yeah. bye-bye, don't ever call me again, don't contact my family, like, I'm going to move into state, but, like, you can go that extreme. Run away. Right? Yeah. Yeah, see ya. Like you can you can do that right and like that in itself can be closure however there's like there's that way but also doing that out of it's not spite but it's doing that to avoid the real issue there mm. so like if you've got some internal shit going on and then you break up with them and you're blaming them for some shit that mm. like is going on within you and then you delete block and that's just avoiding that problem altogether then that's yeah. not a healthy way that's not a healthy way to go about trying it, to right? run away from it than dealing with it yeah 100 100 so there's that way right and then there's obviously like yeah being like cool yeah you happy that this is over yeah obviously not don't say it in that way because there's <laughs> a lot more it's a lot more we'd be we'd be sitting here for another hour and a half if we want to go that depth into the conversation that you should have but it's like yeah, there's that closure and then going your separate ways and then being like, cool, maybe you just don't want to see them on social media anymore, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, that's completely okay. And, like, I, I rec- I've recommended that to some guys that I've coached and even just men that have reached out. They're like, yeah, I'm still thinking about it. Blah, blah. I'm like, cool, like, what's triggering these thoughts about? Oh, I see a post. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if that post is triggering thoughts about her, get her off. Get her off yeah. your feed. Like, get, unfollow her. And if you're still looking up her profile, block her. Mm. Like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, and on the other end of it, like, the woman should understand that as well. Mm. Like, it shouldn't be – it shouldn't have to be like a, oh, my God, he blocked me. Like, why would he block me? That's so, like, toxic or just rude. Mm. But it's like a healed woman, I guess, would understand that, like, yeah, that's what he needs and respecting that because there's been a big sense of that in the breakup as well because, like, I initiated that breakup. So it's like, okay, like, what do you need? And fully fucking respecting that and just, like, putting everything in his, like, what do you call it? In his park, in his... (laughs) Yeah, like, if you've taken responsibility for the things that you need to take responsibility of, 
Yeah. And then it's handing it over to him and being like, Hey, like, yeah, you know, this is, this is what, this is what I'm doing. This is how I see it. Mm. What are you doing? And what do you need from me? Yeah. That's really important. Yeah. Like, what do you need from me? That's just mm. such a amazing question in every relationship. Like if you feel like you're lacking something and you're not receiving something from the other person, it's like, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to be to have X, Y, and Z, to do X, Y, and Z? Because that's yeah. not putting any blame on the other person. It's like, okay, well, how the how can I show the fuck up for you to make you feel comfortable to want to have sex with me or do this with me or whatever yeah. it may be? Yeah, 100%. And, like, Grace has done that to me before. She's like, I'll be venting to her or something like that, and I'm just, like, crying out for her to, like, rescue me kind of thing. And Grace mm-hmm. can see like she's done just as much work of like she's just just as much personal development work as what I've done basically and like I'll just be like you know complaining about something because like I complain about shit sometimes right I'm like not a perfect human being Mm -hmm. and then Grace will just come back with the like so like what are you gonna do about it Mm. and I'm like oh um well thanks but yeah, well, I'm actually going to do this. And I'm and like it almost because she can see through it. And this is like being in a, being in a conscious relationship. It's, it's great, but sometimes it's, it's like even more challenging. And like mm. Grace and I did a, um, we recorded a podcast together on this. I don't think we've released it just yet. And we were talking about like the, the dynamic of being in a conscious relationship and like how everyone sees the word like conscious relationship and they're like, oh my God, it must be so beautiful. <coughs> Excuse me. It must be so beautiful. Like mm. you guys just must talk about everything and it just must be so like amazing. And we sit here and we're like, ah, uh, well, I mean, yeah, sometimes, mm. but most of the time it's like, you know, I'll have my shit that I, like, just recently, like, I went through some, like, deep, like, emotional and spiritual change, like, it was mm. just, like, bleh. and then I, like, remember doing it and, like, coming to the bedroom and I was just talking to Grace about it and there wasn't really anything she could say. It was just she needed to, like, hold that space for me. And, mm-hmm. like, even within that, like, that can be challenging if someone's mm-hmm. just venting, like, not venting so much but just just deeply expressing their mm. experience. And, like, I was bawling my eyes out. Like, mm. I was a shivering, quaky mess. Like, mm. I, my, I, was, I couldn't even talk properly. Like, you know, when someone's, like, really upset and they're just like, <laughs> I was just, yeah. like, I was just, like, <laughs> like, just dribbling and, like, oh, it was disgusting. And yeah. then I remember we had a conversation a couple of days ago, and this is why I say that, you know, conscious relationships can be beautiful. However, they, they are quite challenging because then – Grace comes to me and we're having a conversation and she was just like, yeah, like this triggered me and this triggered me. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, and, and what, what come from that? And then we had a conversation about that. And then like, I was like, yeah, this shit's triggering me. Like, Mm. and then we both were just like, oh, this is fucked. 
Mm. this sucks and then we just had to like stop talking to each other and like go our separate ways Mm -hmm. and like it's in those moments however that because now we've sort of like we went off did our own thing sort of like you know brought everything back in from the fucking metaverse kind of thing right like everything sort of like come back into the, the physical world and we're just like oh so um, this is my thing and this is what I'm doing now. And then Grace would be like, oh, well, this is my thing and this is what I'm mm. doing. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, how good? Come here. Mm. Like, give me a card, give me a card, give me a kiss and we're all sweet. So, like, yeah, yeah, conscious relationships can be beautiful. However, like, I feel like they're even more challenging because the awareness level is just turned up to 100, right? And like you were yeah. saying, the, it can get to a point where you get so comfortable that you resent each other and mm. then there's – there's like there's no communication, there's no mm. connection, there's no intimacy, there's no sex life, there's no like joy. There's just it's like what's a good metaphor for this? I say autopilot a lot, and like I yeah. think, like it doesn't autopilot robotic, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. It's just fucking same shit day in mm. day out. Yeah, but I think well, I know. A deep relationship should make you grow so fucking quick. Like mm. the connections I've made, like I've only made deep connections in the past like three to two months and I've grown like 10 years in those two months of a relationship, like connection. And it's just that's how it should be. Like you should mm. be able to trigger the fuck out of each other. You should be able to just like have awareness and that's like all of my friendships have been doing that for me lately and it is the most it is the most beautiful thing in the world but something you said as well is like the the rescuer mode that I think is really really cool to touch on because from a woman's perspective if you're not aware of this and a man opens up and like complaining, playing that victim card. It can be really easy for women to want to rescue them and like save them and make them not feel that. But again, that creates almost that mother, that mother mode. And then just it, it emasculates males out of their full power. Because then they, you don't see them as an empowered human being. You don't see them as their higher selves. And Chris men, it, right? yeah, it does. And it's just empowering each other. Like I just love that Grace is like, yeah, well, what are you going to do about it? It's like, yeah, she's there for you. She'll create that safety and that support. But, yeah, it's not her shit to deal with, not her shit to do. Sometimes she's brutal with it too. Sometimes she's mm. so quick-witted, Grace. Like she's so switched on with that kind of thing. And like, I mean, so am I. There's just times where Grace makes it like so funny. Like I'll be saying something to her like, oh yeah, like I've got this and like I've got this to do and like I've got plans for this and I'm just feeling a little bit overwhelmed because I feel like this year is going to be like fucking huge and like a, this year is going to be probably the biggest year of my life. And yeah, like I feel like I just, I just need some time to like rest and blah, blah. And then Grace will be like, are you taking time to rest? Mm. And I'll be like, oh, um, no, that's a good idea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but it's interesting because like that can so easily just go another way of like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like she could turn into like 
you know, the mother and nurturer type and just be like, oh, babe, like, it's fine. Like, come here, like, have mm. a rest. I'll take care of this for you. Mm. Like, well, that actually makes me, like, feel icky inside. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, if Grace did that, I'd be like, um, uh, no, thanks. Like, mm. oh, that's fine. Just don't, don't ever say that to me again. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's really like you need that beautiful balance in a relationship and there's so many things. If like just the most repulsive thing to me in males is when they don't step up and when they don't lead and when they're not that empowered being, like having that imbalance, just it just feels like my whole body just wants to like curl up thinking about it. Mm, yeah, 100%. 100% agree. Beautiful. This has been amazing. This has been a great chat. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? Anything else that you, any advice you have, not only for for men, but just humans in general in around, I mean, can be around relationships, can be around life, anything. Mm. Mm. I think uh, you would talk about this a lot, but just like, the stigma that's been created around men it's like yeah we're talking about leading yeah we're talking about being decisive but also being like gentle being soft being open being vulnerable being grounded because there's a very big difference between being controlling in an unhealthy way and trying to like take full fucking control and taking power from the relationship versus being that empowerment and it's like yeah like such a small way you can lead is by being like this is what we're having for dinner this is where we're going it's not that you need to pay for everything make the most money do this do that it's like leading doesn't mean that that's a very egotistic way to think that's how leading should be leading is like just stepping the fuck up in yeah creating dinner making decisions on where date night is like Mm. oh we're gonna go to the movies we're gonna do this whatever that may be for any relationship yeah exactly and like yeah I I do talk about that a lot with my guys and one of the first things that they say I say that to them and I can tell it triggers them because they come back and they're just like oh I don't know what she likes I don't know what she likes to eat I don't Mm. know what movies she likes I don't know this I don't know that like fucking blah blah it's like bro she doesn't care she does not care yeah there's like like that aspect like she doesn't care and also fucking ask her yeah communicate (laughs) like hey this is literally how simple it can be hey babe what food do you like to eat for dinner (laughs) yeah like fuck and like if she says oh i don't know then go give her two options yeah two options right go oh do you like indian or do you like chinese Mm mm-hmm and she might go, oh, Chinese, but I don't really feel like Chinese tonight. And then give her two more options. Mm. Cool. Do you want pasta or do you want, like, meat and veg? Oh, mm. yeah, pasta would be nice. Oh, do you want fettuccine or do you want carbonara? Oh, yeah. carbonara would be great. Do you like lots of cheese or, like, not much cheese? Oh, I love lots of cheese. Cool. Now you've got yourself a fucking shopping list, bro. Yeah. Go to the supermarket. Like, and yeah. that's literally, like, what, that was – Thirty second conversation that you can have, and you've got dinner sorted. Yeah, 
And that's like the feminine and masculine summed up, right? It's like Mm -hmm. give the feminine those options and that structure and then let her flow through that. Even when you were talking about this podcast and I was like, yeah, cool. Like, let me know what days work for you. And you just gave me all this structure, like this time, (laughs) this day. And I was just like, my heart was like, oh, I fucking love that. (laughs) And then I could just pick. So, yeah, but then there's an aspect of like, she doesn't fucking care as well. Like just if a male say, I don't know, took me to a place for dinner, which I wouldn't normally eat at or I didn't like in particular, like I would just love that because they just took initiative and just took charge. Like I don't actually care about the fucking food itself or Mm -hmm. what movie it is or like whatever that is. It's It's the leading in itself. Yeah, exactly, for sure. And, like, Mm. for men that are listening to this and, you know, they might be getting triggered by a lot of the things that we're talking about because that's just what happens when we talk about relationships. Men don't realise that they actually have to take responsibility and lead. Mm. Like, what would your your advice be to them? Like, what would your advice be for men to step up into that masculine role? Mm. Yeah, just, like, start small. Like, literally, like, choose the dinner get the dinner, drive. Like for me, it's so simple, but that was such a big thing in my relationship. I would always drive and I would just, I would hate it. I would literally feel like the man, like just automatically offer to drive, automatically offer to do these things. You don't have to do like this big fucking powerful thing. It's like all of those small things that add up and just create that safety for the woman. Like just allow her to be her and open and vulnerable and just hold that space. Like that is, that is the most beautiful thing to me. Beautiful. Mm. Amazing. I love that. Cool. Where can people find you? So people are listening, where can they find you? Where can they find out what you do? Over on Instagram at Georgia Simichek. I'm sure Jake will put that somewhere, but yeah, I have my own podcast, the involvement project podcast. Otherwise, I'm always posting on Instagram, lots of feminine and masculine stuff as well. So, yeah, that's where I am. Beautiful. Thank you so much for jumping on. This has been an amazing chat. Cheers. Mm, Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the Journey of Strength podcast. If you know a man, if you know a bloke who you think could benefit from listening to something like this, please feel free to share this with him. Also, if you're looking for even more free content, jump over to our Instagram page at Jacob underscore Weatherly. That's J-A-C-O-B underscore W-E-A-T-H-E-R-L-E-Y. And as well as that, jump over to our YouTube channel. Again, Jacob Weatherly. Search that up on YouTube for even more free content, free resources for all of us men out there. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Peace.